0: Welcome to our podcast. We're a mother-daughter duo with a twist. I'm Taya, and I was adopted.
1: And I'm Roz, her birth mom.
0: I went on a search at the age of 36, and I found her. Listen in as we come together to unpack the layers of our journey. I'm so excited to get into our next episode of something that I didn't know would happen, but I'm so glad it is. And that is us talking out loud about our journeys to finding each other and being able to maintain this relationship for the past 16 years. It hasn't always been easy to do, but I'm so happy because I'm better for it. What about you, Ross? Can you believe that it's been 16
1: years? Oh my goodness, Taya. I cannot believe it's 16 years. The anxiety, the fear of the unknown when we first connected, that letter I received, that phone call we made. And it takes me back to the memories where we had our weekly phone calls and we'd talk for hours trying to connect as though we were trying to make up for 36 years here we are and i am so glad i am a better person for it and i'm glad we are 16 years and counting
0: yes 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 so you know in our premiere episode you had shared that you think that we should move into talking next about our how and why that we connected. So the how and why um, I think is where we should start. But before we do that, I think we should move with why first and then move to the how. What do you think? Do you think that's a pretty good way to
1: start? Yes, you know, Simon Sinek said something about find your why and we have to find our why first why we're doing this podcast why we want to share how we connected and why we connected when we did so starting with the why is definitely a must
0: right right i agree i agree so so why don't you lead us first into telling us telling our audience why why was it so important that you and i connect
1: well i lived it i dreamed it every day since i gave birth to you and chose to give you for adoption i always wondered where is she is she looking for me because as we'll talk in a future episode about open and closed adoption, I chose closed adoption. That seemed to be the only option that was given to me. So why? It was an eternal dream that I had, that one day my doorbell would ring and you would say, I found you. I'm your daughter. And we would proceed from there. and Believe it or not, it was almost like that, but in the form of a letter, which we'll talk about later. But the why, it was an eternal dream for me that however it happens, God will find us a way to make us connect, help us connect at the right time in our lives. So I think when you were 36, it was the right time in your life. It was the right time in my life because I had been through a lot of things as well. So the why is that it was an eternal dream, Taya. And I always, always dreamed of the day that we would connect. What about you? How did you feel when you were searching for me and long before you actually found me?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say that that my why actually would go back to when I officially found out that I was adopted at the age of nine. Um, but I but I want to pause just a little bit here and and share with our listeners um, just a little bit of information first before I really unpack that why. Um, I think that it's important for our listeners to know that I am a licensed professional counselor. And I've been fully licensed since 2010. The reason I add this in is because doing this podcast is primarily from the lens of me being an adoptee, but at times, you know, I'm going to sprinkle in that therapist hat, if you will. So now having said that, let me kind of go back to why um, wanting to connect with you was so important. Basically, when I was nine, and I found out officially that I was adopted, um, it it just defined me in so many ways. I I did wonder before nine, but I was never told otherwise. I mean, I did ask my parents several times because there were comments that were made about me not looking, you know, just like my parents. And I would question them as to why is it that I don't look like you. And each time I did that though, my mom would say, don't you see, you, ha- you have your dad's eyes. So how does a nine-year-old, a, a seven, an eight-year-old argue with that when, when their mom tells you, don't you see, you, you have your dad's eyes. So I believed that I had my dad's eyes. And so when it was officially told to me that I was in fact adopted, I just found myself having that many more questions. I needed and wanted to know my origin story. I really wanted to understand why I was placed outside of my birth family and into another. And I really, <laughs> I really wanted to see my eyes reflected back to me. And I do believe that every child has the right to know their beginning story, if you will, even if it is covered in shame and regret and trauma, I just believe that we all have a right to know our origin story, as they call it. So my why began, you know, as a young child, and i would sometimes put down if you will the why and say "Ah, it's not going to happen of course because of this closed adoption thing that we'll unpack a bit more but in different times of my life i would pick it back up if you will the why why do i want to connect do i need to connect is it necessary for me to connect? And eventually it became very necessary for me to connect. And, and we move forward and we'll talk a little bit about how <laughs> you know we actually did connect, but is there anything more maybe that you would expound on as to your why?
1: Yes, you know, my why was always, and this is in retrospect. At the time it was happening, I just did it because my parents told me as a 16 year old pregnant girl, you need to finish school. You're too young to raise a child. You need to give your child up for adoption. It was not up for discussion. Although I had kind of known about a few other girls that were pregnant and all of a sudden they weren't. So it's like, did they give their child up for adoption? I knew of only one who kept their baby. And it appeared to be a bit of a struggle But a lot of happiness was something about that young teenage girl. She didn't look like, oh, woe is me. I won't be able to do this. I won't be able to go to the prom. I won't be able to graduate. I won't be able to whatever, because I have to stay home with the baby. It didn't look like that to me. Over the years, I've seen some of that, you know, Because our listeners might have gone through that, might have been one of those type of young girls, if they kept their baby or gave to adoption, had to make those decisions. The decision was made for me. So growing up, it was like in the back of my mind, I need to know if she's okay. I gave you a name and we could talk about that later, or we could talk about it now if you ask, but I gave you a name so that I could track you in my mind with a prayer that maybe I will see her or meet her or hear about her by way of that name that I gave you. It never occurred to me that through the adoption process, your name could be changed. Right. To the liking of the parents who adopted you. Exactly. didn't have to keep the name that I gave, but that was my tracking mechanism. And that's how you stayed real and alive inside of me. So that one day I get a letter from you in the name that I gave you, <laughs> that <laughs> is, the interesting part about when we finally connected how you knew that name and when you said it i fell to my knees and started crying i said this is her i Mm. found her i got her back in my life that is the unpacking that we're doing through this podcast that's the unpacking of our memories What we've been through up until the point where we met eye to eye, and that is definitely another story because of the way we met and how beautiful it was, not knowing all those years, all those decades, how it would be, but yet we knew that it was going to happen, we just didn't know how. So when we get into the how, that will explain some things to our listeners and help us revisit that wonderful feeling, the nervousness, the fear of the unknown. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe, Taya, you might've had even concerns or feelings of possibly being rejected
0: yes, or
1: being angry. Like, why did this happen? But you were old enough wise enough mature enough to handle whatever the outcome was going to be and thank god it was a positive outcome compared to what others might experience and i do feel bad when i think of others experiences that were the complete opposite of ours but here we are 16 years later and still going strong traveling communicating sharing pictures doing you know we know all of our families extended families mm-hmm. uncles cousins we know siblings and half sister and brothers yeah. it's yeah. it's an amazing adventure that we will definitely take our listeners on a journey of because someone needs to hear it someone needs to feel it. And someone needs to know that it's possible to say, I found her. And there's a totally great feeling behind those words.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When when I listen, you know, to you describe the detail of, of your why, enhanced, of course, with the memories that we've kind of captured along the way I'm I'm reminded of kind of going back if you will to when you shared and you said it a couple of times that the decision was made for you and I think you know in all due respect your age at the time of becoming pregnant has a lot to do with why that decision was made for you let's let's give our audience some framework here we're talking about 1970 right the year i was born and so um the the idea of you know being 16 and becoming pregnant still in high school, the expectation to finish high school. And so I am still technically a child. And that means that decisions, even a decision regarding the birth of a child being made for you, I think there was some wrestling with that. But also I think there was some, maybe, I don't know if it was acceptance. Maybe you'll give me a little sense of what the actual feeling or thought is. But I think there was just something about that parental authority, you know, that played a role in that decision being made for you. What do you think?
1: Well, your grandparents. <laughs> mm-hmm were raised strict Catholics as well as me as their child and my siblings. And I think there was a layer of perhaps embarrassment. I don't know how else to describe it, but they felt they needed to make that decision for me. I wasn't given options like, okay, you could do this, this, or this. Maybe in my young mind, I would have chose to keep you. But I will never know because I was not given those options. So today's world. When teenagers become pregnant, do they make those decisions? Do they have multiple options when you're only given one option? It's kind of hard to say. What you might do. But I think at the time, like I said, your grandparents made that decision for me because they wanted me to finish school. I even went away to college for a Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. because I could. Never thought about it to the depth that I did. It was like, oh, yeah, I'll go to college someday. But it wasn't immediate decision, like right after graduation, what are you going to do? That's when you have choices. Get a job, go to a vocational school, go to college, you know, live at home, get your own apartment, you know, those decisions come when you graduate from high school. So the fact that I was able to graduate, I think, was an accomplishment that maybe my parents didn't think I would. Right. Because I wondered if they thought that, oh no, she's not going to finish high school now and this and this and this. I was able to, Mm -hmm. and I think they were determined and I was determined to finish because I was going to become a senior in high school. And it's like, you don't go that far without finishing the last year. Exactly. Yeah, I think when you get that close to a goal, you just kind of want to see it come to fruition. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean I love my parents any less. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how that impacted you, Taya, when you met your grandparents, if you had some of those thoughts in the back of your mind, but maybe you didn't know to the full extent how much of a decision they made for me so that you had to be adopted. But I thank God that you were adopted into a wonderful home. And when I met your parents, I thanked them personally, hugged and embraced them, cried
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: I got to meet them because they had you. Mm-hmm. And it, it could have gone any way, any which way. You could have lived in an, another state, but you happen to be in Southern California right. like me. Right. So how connected and full circle could we say we came together because that why? Then we'll move into the how on how we connected and how wonderful it was because here we are today, 16 years later, still celebrating and still enjoying each other and learning from each other. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, I think given the context of what you've described in the why we connected i think a teaser if you will to prepare our audience for our sec our next episode would be unpacking the how because there's some interesting characters i'll say that yeah. played into how we connected um so so we'll stay in the why and and recognize that that if we even go back to what you said about any eternal dream and and then we connect with there was doubt if you will for me because I was told I didn't look like my family and then finding out for certain that I was adopted I think that changes if you will the the foundation of 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 a person's brain and what i mean by that is it it had me to rewrite my script if you will of what i knew as my family and again there is something about wanting to to see yourself in others to to see the reflection of your mannerisms even to some degree yeah um, to to just again going back to why was i placed outside of my you know birth family and into another i think again it's so important for a person to know how they arrived into the yeah. world right yeah. i i remember as i say that when i did know for a fact that i was adopted I, I almost had to save my introduction, if you will, when I would kind of talk to people and they would start asking me more in-depth questions. I always felt like I had to stop at a certain point and I couldn't really say like everything because I didn't know everything. I knew only what I was told of, of my childhood. And, and that kind of just left, I, I guess if we looked at it in the concept of a book, like i didn't have the introduction you know I, I i i maybe was missing if you will a few chapters um, and and getting getting to the connecting of with you i was able to fill in the introduction and those first few chapters and yes some of that information that i learned was hard very hard to hear but I think because of my age at the time of finding you and also layering back in my, my um, desire to become a therapist and, and practicing, the insight at that point in my life grounded me as much as a possible as it could be possible. It grounded me in hearing you know, my beginning, my origin. It it supported me through that lens, if you will, of being a therapist to to take in all of the different emotions and mm-hmm. and and the understanding of why that was a necessary decision, I believe, you know, for my grandparents to make. Yeah. Um, and I think why I was able to not that I skipped all those different emotions. But I was able to get to acceptance of the choice instead of, even though there was some what-ifing, you know, we'll we'll definitely right. a, a talk on the what-ifing. But I didn't, we didn't stay in the what ifs for long because we were, I think, at a stage in life of just wanting to understand the story of each other. And I yeah. think that's that gives us perspective now to even doing this thing that we're doing, you know? So yeah, I I'm excited that and I and I say that a lot and maybe eventually our audience will hear me say, I was very anxious and I was very <laughs> angry, and I'll say <laughs> at some point, right? But the right real now yeah. you're just in the the excited mode of recognizing um the power of of connection the power of reunion and even each time we're we're coming together in this format it's a form of reuniting it right is.
1: it yeah. is you know i kind of yeah. likened it to a movie you know how you walk into a movie or you turn it on and you're 20 minutes late and mm. In our situation, I'll say 36 minutes late. (laughs) So we have the opportunity to rewind. That's Mm -hmm. our reunion. Mm -hmm. We rewinded the previous 36 years. And while we're still uncovering a lot of things that maybe we just didn't feel the need to tap into, but we are at that point where I believe we're caught up with a few little things we still want to do, but we can move forward. And this podcast is allowing us that rewind and moving forward. We're not gonna fast forward. We're gonna take it one step at a time, just like we've been doing for the past 16 years. The Mm -hmm. uncovering, the, the hugs and kisses and storytelling, the, the tears and answering the whys and hows, keeping a reflection of our background and letting us know that this is our moment. And when you were 36, that was your moment mm-hmm. to accept it. Had it happened when you were nine or 16, your mm-hmm. acceptance level would have been different. Mm-hmm. I have to say that I'm glad that it finally happened. Mm -hmm. I think there were probably some opportunities where it could have happened sooner, Mm -hmm. like a big game to each other in the mall or at a relative's house for Christmas, who knows? Mm -hmm. It's possible that it could have happened sooner, but God's timing is always perfect. Yes. And we are sitting in the perfect storm, mm-hmm. if you will, of getting together and continuing to ride through what we believe is our future and recapturing our past.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so as we kind of wrap up again, you know, yeah. our, our second episode... I think we'll move to, you know, talking more specifically about the how. Like I said, there's some interesting characters that played into the how. Um, but in the meantime, you know, for, for our listeners, we we definitely would love for you guys to subscribe to our show and submit your questions. And be on the lookout for even more great content as we continue to post our episodes every first and third Wednesday of each month so at this point I think we're getting used to this flow a little bit better yes. right yes we are <laughs> so so I think we can call it a wrap is that what we said last time
1: yes it's a wrap
0: it's thank a wrap. Taya,
1: I love you thank, thank
0: you. you so much as well I love you all right that's a wrap I'm